2: It's Monday. If you're out in the Sheridan area, you got uh, yourself an interesting morning to to deal with. Uh, They're evacuating some homes in Sheridan right now because of a large grass fire in the area. About 500 uh, acres are on fire out there. So uh, we'll have to we'll try to keep up with that a little bit with for you as this happens. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Former President Trump endorsed. Dr. Oz and, uh, and a brand new set of knives uh, for no, I'm just <laughs> uh, for the uh, Senate race out in Pennsylvania. Maryland says uh, they've got a law ready to be uh, looked at by their uh, Congress about whether, you know, if you want a, uh, any kind of an abortion, you can just about be any kind of, person any kind of medical training at all and and do it even midwives i think it's already passed and signed by the governor oh well, well, it's I been
3: thought, done well, huh? i think they overrode the governor's veto yeah, yeah. i think is what it said
4: you now that's the Have republican governor he vetoed it and they overrode it and put it the law it will be and, okay
2: into law so later. they've got you got up to a week after you have the baby whether you want to allow it to live or die maybe a
3: different law well, no but i know it is but it th-
2: then they got another law mm. now that says if you need an abortion you know your auto mechanic can do it yeah that's the one <laughs> that's it that's the maryland i mean law. it's about but, i'm, a l- a I'm, little not, little I'm not being but. facetious about this <laughs> well, midwives can can commit uh, can uh, do uh, or you whatever know, yeah or whatever, but and, it's and crazy. And stuff. then
3: also, apparently, the the um, insurance providers are, are going. Oh, to they be, have, they're required are going to be forced to to um, provide hitman services. Well, for guess where, children. Guess where I won't Had be no going call. to
2: do insurance at <laughs> Maryland. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I want to see now what California does because they've been trying to one up Maryland on things as they go along. Maryland said. Yeah, you kill a kid after a, a week. That's okay. Don't worry about it. We won't even investigate it. And what did California then do? They came out and said perinatal can take in up to one year old. Think about what? that. Yes. One year old. Year? This yeah. is
4: mainly wow. expanding the people who do it. it. In the Maryland law, it says that trained physicians can assistants can do it, and that the state is going to spend $3.5 million of state money a year training new people to perform abortion. Uh, the, the state's going to
3: get the, the state state $3.5 training million business.
2: for the state. What have I always said? Abortion for Democrats it's like is a search. holy sacrament. It really is. They're, they're, they're sick in their heads. I mean, it's a sad, you, sad situation. You don't... At the House and the Senate,
4: at the in the state, at the in Washington, the House and the Senate in Washington, we have narrow margins there enough to where they couldn't get that done now. But I'm saying that someday, if the, the Democrats get a stronger majority in the House and the Senate and a president, the Maryland law and the California law could be made a national law, and they would be willing to do it if they could get it done. I, I bet they would if they could pull it off. They've got,
3: they've got the— lot well, of I the think after November, though, they're going to have a long haul
4: to have that kind of a majority
2: I think again. You, well, I the, think
4: you may be right.
2: That yeah, pendulum know, but,
4: swings back and forth, yes, though. Yes, it and well, usually, sure it does. The, the sad thing about it, it usually swings farther as it's going back and forth. It seems to gain momentum to where it goes farther in the other direction every time it's
2: well that's because one generation learns the lesson and the next generation doesn't Mm -hmm. what was it that reagan said freedom is only one generation away from being gone and that's slowly but surely what has been happening here in the united states thank god thank you lord for elon musk Mm -hmm. although he 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 turned down a place
5: on the board that's that was a smart decision Because part of the stipulation for being on the board was he would cap his market share. Mm. And so he said, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to buy more of your company. (laughs) So he turned it down. It was a last-minute decision. They put it out. I think it was around, um, when was that? I checked my phone at 1240 last night, and he had turned down the decision an hour prior. So it was close to midnight hour. Probably just before midnight. And that was a stipulation plus a background check. They said, contingent on him joining the board was they would cap his market share uh-huh. and that they would run an extensive background check. Oh, so he doesn't want that i don't blame <laughs> and, he yeah he and i him. said that i mean just word. because
2: you you want to buy stock you shouldn't have to you know take an anal probe so what is
3: so what does this mean for him owning this big chunk
5: of? so what stock? it means is this Speaking so vote, i guess so part of being on the board of directors is that you're still beholden to your shareholders now From a power play standpoint, you kind of do want to be on the board because you have more direct power. You Mm -hmm. can control what happens in the company. But the people who are on a board are beholden to the people who hold share to do what's right by them. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to give him a place on the board, but they said, well— but they wanted to control him because here's the thing. Let's say that he has like 4.1 percent of the market share in Twitter. Yeah, he's got 9.2. Right, and that means that he's stuck at 14.1. All they would have to do is find a richer dude yeah. to come in, buy a bigger share, mm. and then oust them on the board, or at least not give, or at least um, give this new guy a bigger seat at the table. Mm. So he was smart enough to say, "I'm not going to do that. I'm just going <laughs> to hold my share." And then, maybe buy more of your company <laughs> yeah that that's why you want to hold you want to hold if you want control of something fifty fifty point one <laughs> and i and the funny thing is that I remember thinking to myself a year or two ago after the whole like election debacle. I just thought the problem is that conservatives really don't have anyone in tech who is on their side mm-hmm. who could actually compete with them. a lot of times you'll have people and they'll say. And I've had this conversation a lot with small business owners. I'm like, the problem is that a lot of conservatives, when they want their own platform, they create an inferior clone of a pre-existing platform. Correct. And it's never, it never superior to the original. But the good thing is you have a guy like Elon Musk who is essentially – he's not conservative. He's not liberal. He's kind of – He's libertarian. Yeah, It's somewhere in that vein. And for him to come in and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to take what you did and just usurp it. Like I'm just going to mm-hmm. go in there – and I've always hated the fact that you never had an edit button, that you're always censoring people. Like I'm just going to come in and just kind of muscle my way through. So good for him. We'll see how it all pans out in the end. You know? I, I think he's going to do a power play. One thing that we all noticed after he bought that market share was we noticed that the Twitter algorithm freed up a bit. So we noticed that you could get away with saying certain things and they didn't <laughs> seem to care. And there were a lot of people who resigned after that happened in the wake of that within 72 hours so they knew something was up like they knew that they were up to shenanigans and so, that
3: so so owning shares sometimes gives you the ability to vote do
5: you know anything about that i don't know the, i don't know about how the, that works how that works and the fact that he has not implemented things like right away mm-hmm. shows that i don't think that there's that much power i really do think it's one of those things where there is a lot of Input that shareholders can have as far mm-hmm. as especially like, if you own over
3: ten percent right. of the company. That's, yeah, that, that's a pretty big chunk. Yeah, but, and and if he if he decided to to, to dump mm-hmm. that all of it at one time, he could make the stock price just drop like a rock.
5: Right, and he's made a lot of money since he bought it too. I think mm-hmm. they said it's gone up since. I think within the forty-eight or seventy-two hours since he bought fourteen percent of the share of Twitter. He made $75 million on his investment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, the guy's making money already. Just roll it
2: back into it. And keep That's rolling. what I'm, right. huh? I'm going to say. I'm, I'm surprised that he didn't say, whatever I make, just, just roll, put, it roll it over. Just roll it back in. Let yeah, just, just roll it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you hope,
4: whether it be in politics or on a, in a group of people like that, of shareholders, that there's people – that are looking for leadership that really don't like what's going on. Right. But they're afraid to stand up and be the voice. And when someone comes along that looks like a leader and says, Hey, Hey, this is what we're going to stand for they hope that some people already there
5: will get behind and that's them. the that's a scary thing too is that you have silent majorities in almost every yeah. field you have that thing that happened with disney recently oh, yeah they're and, starting to take a backlash on that now well it's really interesting because they if you look on social media you had disney employees saying we're going to walk out yeah. because we think that this is like awful and so they started walking out and you saw the photos and stuff. Well, they took a group photo where they showed like all the people who walked out of Pixar. It was 32 people, 32, like in the whole company. And it's like, this is what you guys are trying to make waves about. Like the, this is, this is the minority. And a lot of people don't
3: have the principle to walk off their jobs. They, they've got mortgages to pay. Right. They've got kids to feed. They've got, and there's, there's a few people like with these vaccine manga- mandates, a few people that were walking away from their jobs,
2: but a lot of people really weren't financially in a position no. to do that. And Let so me they tell you just, what, if, Suddenly, Disneyland Land and Disney World had to shut their gates because they didn't have enough people that would to make a show difference. up for work.
5: That would get the
2: attention.
5: Sure. Do you, so I don't know if, the board. Option. I think your listeners might find this. <laughs> uh, That's what I call them. Your hmm. listeners might find this really interesting. So we go to Disney World every year as a family vacation. And the, the history of Disney World is fascinating, as, as fascinating as Walt Disney himself. He was a yeah, Republican. I know. He was a very shrewd businessman. And yeah, the way that's the, true, too. The reason why Disney World operates the way it does is because it is like the largest private property in the United States where it has its own government yes. operating within the state. And it's called the Reedy Creek Development Company. That was because he was going to have Future World. Right. There. That's why – because he was going to build a utopia, essentially, yeah. before he died. <laughs> But the funny thing is, with all the screws that they're thinking, like okay, so first the Disney um, execs were secretly funding the Republican legislatures who were putting in the, that bill, and then they got caught, and then so they had to re- they had to go back and say, oh no, we're we're not for that bill, we're against it, we're going to protest. Uh, well, Ron DeSantis and the Republican legislature, they're thinking about uh, revoking, revoking the revoking that, yeah, and so I'm just like, oh, you you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. The entire reason you're enjoying the benefits of that tourism in Florida. It's because of that Reedy Creek development company. You're essentially your own government and they can take that away in a heartbeat with, you know, just by saying, Hey, your time's up. We don't really like the way you're running business. I want to, I want, can we use that quote? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Hey, if you are going I like that. I got that from my friend Doug Earns. That's his quote. So I am going to give kudos to him. Okay, but well, you great. call him and tell him Dave Ellsworth <laughs> <if laughs> wants to be
2: given yeah, the that, okay. That, to that quote's use been it. all over
3: the place for a long time. I <laughs> think. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I think like, it's it. been, it's yeah, been yeah, around yeah, for a while. Yeah, oh, has a, it? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I had
2: never seen it, but yeah, he's yeah, the guy. I like it.
3: Yeah, play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah, It's true. you,
2: in other words, and this we've seen that happen. You get involved with dumb arguments. You just never know what's going to happen. Well, Well, I mean, DeSantis would get some –
4: he would get some kudos from that in the country. I mean, if he was looking for something to get behind a presidential run, taking on Walt Disney – in jerking their ability and to make weak. the decisions like that. They're weak would.
5: right now because Bob I uh, uh Bob Chapek, who's the guy who's the current CEO, yeah. he's not Bob Iger. No, Iger's I, gone. Iger's gone and he had a lot more political savvy than Chapek does. Chapek is weak. He's a very ineffective leader. He tries to keep his mouth shut and not get involved in anything. Right. And I think that was smart. He should have just kept his mouth shut on this thing. Yeah. And then he had to um kind of Turn tail and say, oh, no, 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 I'm against it. I'm against it. I'm like, you're saying you're against it a day after it's already passed. (laughs) Like, is not going to do you any good,
2: buddy. Gotcha. All right, Tim Lim is here. Artie Hopper is here. Paul Calvert is here. It's a power panel for a Monday with Dave Ellswick uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll uh, continue on in just a moment. I need to remind you about East End towing. They want you to be, you know, very safe this summer and safe in the way that, People that are out doing their jobs on the side of the road, towing people or changing tires or whatever, don't have to worry about getting hit like the guy that was going to be the new Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback got hit and it killed him on the side of the road uh, because somebody decided they didn't want to move into the far lane away from where he was uh, evidently uh, working on his car. So, you know, be careful be careful out there yeah uh, you got several tons of steel hurling down the road at over 70 miles an hour you, you can kill somebody just that that, that easy. Uh, Eastern towings ready to help you they know everything you need to know about towing private towing public towing you know what do you do uh, when you you get your truck breaks down and you're towing your camper what do you do then? Well, East End Towing has those answers for you. Call them, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849, East End Towing. Already moving quickly here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We are already at 624 on a Monday morning. And uh, the three gentlemen who are joining me here in the studio will be with me during the course of uh, today. By the way, I... uh, R.D. was talking about the uh, religious freedom bill that will come up on your uh, uh, ballot in November that you'll vote on and uh, will solidify religious freedom seriously here in the state of Arkansas. Had Jerry uh, Cox on talking about that last week. It was very interesting to hear what he had to say about it. What was it that you liked or didn't like about it? To me, it was a, it was vague, but it
4: basically reinforces that the state does not, it says in a roundabout way that the state does not have the right to burden religious freedom right. without a real good reason. Yeah. But then I read it the first time, and I'll have to read it ten times. I usually have to read them many, many times to see if there's like a word in there that they're trying to pivot off of. But uh uh it didn't go in It's so short, which is not bad, but it didn't go in what a real good reason was. So uh uh I'm gonna have to study it further, but I thought I found it to be vague and not direct. Alright. And leaving the door open for interpretation. So I think it's using the term compelling interest test. I'm not sure exactly
3: what that means in courts. Um
4: uses two court cases to kind of back
3: up yeah it's kind of that's kind of an interesting way of doing things too is is actually referencing court cases in the
2: well that's getting that's doing that is so you have some decisions to base things on right exactly do you think uh, a
5: lot of times these types of bills that are pretty self-explanatory they're reactions to something do you think it's a reaction to that stuff that happened with the church of satan a few years ago
2: no i think it's a reaction to what uh the governor of the state of Arkansas did exactly. when Bob Ballinger had a, oh. a tremendously very good giffre bill. That's Religious Information Freedom Act, uh, and uh, evidently uh, word came down from on high. You know, Mount Fayetteville, uh, where you got Walmart at and all that area. Have yeah, a Drake line, and uh, you know the bat phone went off and it was to uh, asa hutchinson and suddenly uh what bob ballinger had been working on with asa hutchinson's staff suddenly was too tough so and they wanted it liberalized immediately so here, here's the
3: kind of the gist of the bill it's so the government um, except for the provided Section B of this section, government shall not burden a person's freedom of religion even if the burden results from the rule of general applicability. So here's the Section B. A government may burden a person's freedom of religion only if the government demonstrates that application of the burden to the person is in furtherance of a compelling government interest and is the least restrictive means of furthering that compelling government interest. That is no bueno. <laughs> well, no, no, no. it, it, it the does actually. So, so what that means is that. Um, so let's say
2: that. Let's say this. What let's, it means to you, all right? Okay, all right, right, all right. right. Fake right. vaccines.
3: So, so, so let's say there's there's ten different ways to make someone safer. Um. Whatever it might be, government has to to use the. Least restrictive of those ten to make people. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a lot of times, there's a lot of different ways to achieve a goal. Don't want them goal. to make me safer at all. Please. Well, in a lot of cases, I, I think you're right, but 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 some sometimes what what might be the case is that that um, that maybe somebody's religious practice endangers other people in some way or whatever it might
4: be. Um, might not taking vaccines. Well, may, may, maybe. maybe let's, let,
2: let's go let's go back though and look at. There were other instances where a family's religious belief said no blood transfusions, but your child has gotten shot, let's say, and is bleeding yeah. out, and they're going to give him a blood transfusion, but they can't do it if the, fam- if the family says no.
3: And that and that and that may be the example or another example. Maybe maybe your religion has you do animal sacrifices, and so you're setting things on fire, and so the the state may decide, you know what. Um, well, if you're going to burn things, you have to burn them in this way, so you're not, so you're not risking burning down the neighborhood right, or something of that sense. nature. That's All a right. bunch. I still- We're
2: going to take. I'm going to take a break. And I'm going to tell you what. During the break, I'm going to, I'm going to send a quick message to, to uh, Jerry Cox and see if he'll come on for about ten minutes here okay, today on the Dave Ellswick Show. I can't answer for him. I'll let him answer for himself if we can get him to the studio. Well. All right, back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Pat Davis. Don't forget about saving money. Saving money. Let's talk about that for just a moment. Do you know today, one week from today, your taxes are due? Now, good. This year, they're not going to give you any breaks. Believe me, the Democrats want to get as much of your money as they possibly can. That is the way they run And it is the way they play the game. Just know that. Unless your name happens to be Hunter Biden, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter. But Pat Davis wants you to know that he can save you money on health insurance. 30 to 50 percent. And he's got several different ways that he does that. You know, he can get your, you know, cost of your health insurance down. Uh, It doesn't matter who you're getting it from, whichever provider you're using. Uh, He can turn around and. Get it fixed up so you don't have any copays because you can really jack up some money out of your account on copays. If you got to go, if you go see the doctor, and every time you go see the doctor, doctor gets seventy five hundred dollars, that adds up pretty quickly. Uh, ask one of his clientele who was on the air uh, the other week and was texting us saying, "Pat, you saved me over fifteen thousand dollars this year." he can do the same for you or how about those deductibles you got you know you got you only have to pay fifty dollars a month for this health insurance of course your deductible is sixty five thousand dollars you probably won't make the deductible you'll be making all the payments out of your uh, pocket of course now that was hyperbole to make a point and the point is this You talk to Pat Davis, he'll tell you how to save 30 to 50%. 501-605-6935 or yourhealthplanman.com. And Pat will help you out. We'll have him back on again probably during the month of May, just so you you know. This should be probably a a shorter week for most people working uh, because uh, Friday is Good Friday. A lot of companies here. Uh, in what we affectionately call the Bible Belt, typically give Friday off because it's Good Friday. I've never never figured out exactly why they called it Good Friday, because if you were Jesus, it was not a Good Friday. I'm just telling you. That wasn't happening. By the way, tomorrow night, if you want to get yourself spiritually kind of zeroed in, uh, the Passion showing at Riverdale 10, one time only, 7 o'clock, Get your ticket, get your ticket on www.rivedill10.com. Uh, $5 for a ticket, 5 bucks Instead of $12, just $5 for a ticket to go see The Passion of uh, the Christ. You, know, you won't want to miss it. Uh, Jim Caviezel has been out a couple of times now talking that he has seen the script for the resurrection version of this story. It's going to be a trilogy that Mel gibson said that he's doing uh, going to do so he's got to bring uh, christ back and go to the ascension and then from that it will be when he comes back so i don't know how long it's going to take him to do all of it let's figure it out the passion came out in 2006 it my is, gosh all right it's been that long it's been that uh, long and uh so that's 16 years ago so now they're going to do uh, maybe within the next two years, say eighteen years. Let's just take it easy, twenty years. We're going to have the one that deals with his resurrection. Then we got to wait another twenty years <laughs> for his return. Well, he may have already come back by then. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, but it's, it takes a long time. I'm sure that they have problems, you know, getting the financing that they want. Yeah. For the the book's usually
4: better than the movie. Yeah, well the book <laughs> is better than the movie. Except except
2: here here's what here's what I'll say. When you read in scriptures that they they don't say they whipped Christ. They say they scourged Christ. And if you don't know what a scourging under Roman rule was, you have no idea what jesus went through
5: yeah they used the cat on 09 tails yeah they just they beat you within an inch of your life an
2: inch of your life i mean there were there was chunks of flesh meeting missing and he was bleeding profusely i want you to think about that then they threw that robe over top Mm -hmm, of him it was not comfortable and then they tore it off of him again which would not have been fun and then they put the the crown of thorns and you know, we're not talking little tiny, you know, rose thorns now. We're talking, you know, big thorns uh and then jammed it down on his head. That's just he went through incredible pain and suffering. Uh and that's
5: why he was called the, the suffering servant. Was, that's exactly what he did. I think that news last week when they said they were he he was going forward and making those movies, that was the best news I heard for entertainment in a long time. Yeah. Most people forget, I think they might be too young to remember. I can't believe that movie was that long ago. Oh. I, I remember oh, it like it was yesterday. But um They were calling it torture porn. Well the movie it was incredibly successful. Incredibly
2: like It's the most it's the best. It made more money for a religious movie than any
5: other movie ever. I don't know if I've I don't I don't remember if we've had this discussion. It might have been when I first came back from Texas, but you can look. There's a lot of books written on it. It's a timeline of Hollywood. There was a certain time when uh, Hollywood was actually run predominantly by Catholics. And uh-huh. you notice that the the Academy Award winners up to a certain point in the 1900s were all religiously based. And the last time that anything like that ever happened, so you had like the Ten Commandments. You had Ben-Hur, The Sound of Music, A Man for All Seasons. These were all movies that had Catholic um, backing behind them. Yeah. And then something happened, which we're not allowed to talk about, so I'm not going to talk about it, but things switched. And after A Man for All Seasons came out, the movie that won Best Picture the next Paul year... Paul Schofield. ...was um, Midnight Cowboy. Uh, yeah, 1st sex X-rated movie yep. ever. And so after that, the idea of the religious epic kind of faded away up until The Passion of the Christ. Yep. And I think that's the primary reason why they had to take Mel Gibson down. But now he's back because enough time has passed... He's kind of bided his time. And the good thing is this. All the actors who starred in that movie, they still look good. Jim Caviezel, like if you've seen he's his recent appearances, he's, he's ready to go. He's
2: ready to go. He really is. I mean, he wants to do this. He yeah. has said, I want to be involved in all of this before I die.
5: Yeah, and his um, his faith is as strong as ever. He's never wavered in any of that. Yeah. So. Um I think that he has a good they have a, a good cast and crew going forward so I wish them the best. I can't wait to see it. Do you remember
2: the big argument that there was about that because Mel Gibson said, "Look, going to make this movie and everybody is going to speak Aramaic." Aramaic. Yeah. Nobody speaks Aramaic mm-hmm. now. <laughs> it's like a dead language. It's deader than Latin, yeah. all right? And uh they said, "No, you can't do that. People won't go see it. They won't read Subtitles on a screen to see what the people are really saying, and guess what? And they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> you better believe they did. But yeah, every have you? You've seen it, haven't you? I've seen parts of it. But I've never seen. Oh, you, know, you got to sit I down sure and have. watch the whole thing. I mean, it, it's it's a w- really well done motion picture. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I understand everybody zeros in on, you know, when the Romans are torturing him, uh, you know, trying to to get along with the the Jewish leaders of that time. Not the crowd, the Jewish leaders. Mm -hmm. Understand, Christ had thousands of followers during that time. It's not like everybody looked at him like, oh, no, stay away from him. Let's all remember, you know, you said that you guys did Palm Sunday, right?
5: Mm -hmm. Yesterday.
2: Think about that. You know when that happened, and he came into Jerusalem, and he was, he was and, a, and they were cheering him, yeah. and they were waving the palms. A and, rock star type, yeah, he was. He really, really was. And yeah, I think they thought that he was going to. They thought to he was the, of
4: the Roman Empire. That's right.
2: They they, they, they had a view of this Davidic figure that was going to show up and overthrow a f- a physical the Romans. Yeah, exactly. And that, uh, and that's. That's not what Christ had in mind. It's not what God had in mind. And bottom line, uh, you had somebody that, you know, uh, died like we'll die, who blood like we bleed, that feels the weight of the world on them, the way that we do as well. I mean, look, Jesus can't, can't identify with his creation unless he, he understands his creation, and that's what that was all
4: about. He was tempted in all points as as we as we are tempted, but and that's something that we have to remember not to be like those people leading into Jerusalem. He's not what we want him to be. He is what he is.
2: He's what he, he, is. he is. That's and, that's so important that people remember that. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, yeah. I, You know, I I meet too many people want to be, you know, smorgasbord
5: Christian. We we tend to be. We want to make God in our own image. They call it the um, vending machine principle. The idea that you. I like that. Well, that's that's how a lot of people, like a lot of people, they think that they have some deep philosophy when it's like, no, people have thought about this for ages. And you're (laughs) thinking like a child. So you'll meet people who say, well, I don't believe in God because I prayed for X, Y, and Z, and it never happened. It it's like he's never happened. He, he's not a cosmic vending machine. He's, yeah. he, ha- a, he has a nature like and, a, that. and a personality. That's number two today?
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm and, on a
0: roll. And,
5: and also, the New
4: Testament is spiritual promises. It's not Solomon. It's not the kingdom. It is spiritual promises. That's what the New Testament gives us. And it is a spiritual kingdom, just like you said. But people want both the earthly benefits and kingdom, and they want the spiritual one also. So they want their cake and eat it, too. But, you know, read the book. It is what it
3: is. And then you you just have the, the other factor of that sometimes when you're young, you you have unanswered prayers and you get a little older than you thank god yeah i'm glad
2: i didn't answer that one i'm glad i'm
5: not married to her did you see her we were i think we're all thinking the same (laughs) thing that was exactly what i was thinking i was like i think like when you're a teenager growing up you're like oh i want to date sally you know joe smith next door or whatever and then you think back 10 years from now, and you're thinking my gosh i'm so glad that 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 never happened yeah really seriously you know what i was thinking though is God didn't pick your wife. I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> well, and, and the, the best answer that someone uh, – I remember, like, um, when I was uh, in high school, uh, that that kind of philosophical question came up of the idea of the cosmic bending machine. And it's like, well, God didn't I answer like my prayers. That That's a pretty our good priest, yeah. Our priest said, well, you have to understand that God answers all your prayers. And sometimes the answer is no. <laughs> That's correct. It's because yeah. he
2: knows what's best for you. Yeah. Well, You know, I actually don't believe that,
4: but I believe that he answers our prayers when we're praying according to his will. You can read that according to his will. And sometimes we're not a praying for something that's according to his will. We're praying for something according to our will.
5: Well, I mean, like, for example, you're praying and you're saying, God, I want to make an A on this test, even though I didn't study for it at all. Some of us will just say no, <laughs> because he well, didn't study for well, it. <laughs> I don't think he answers that question,
4: because when I study his work. But, you know, just looking at it from the perspective I'm talking about, I'm pretty sure that's not in the book is what he's concerned about and what the New Testament's about. You're talking about something physical that has something to, to do with you, and that's like the people in Jerusalem wanting the physical thing out of it. What it is is a spiritual uh, gifts and spiritual answers so if you're praying for forgiveness of sins you're not saying well sometimes the answer is yes or sometimes the answer is no the answer is going to be yes if your heart right. is right if, if you're so praying you just for have so you just have to be praying according to his will i don't think the pre the test is on the will, or like janice joplin says the mercedes-benz
1: if you're praying for God,
2: been, if you're praying for God to help friends, you pass they a, have test, or it was must a test, make you, you am probably amends. shouldn't expect
5: that. No, nah, yeah. you shouldn't, but people do nah, that's, well, <laughs> expect yeah, that's it. A
4: perfect example.
5: Exactly. Well, here's another
2: one. That's their vending machine. How many people honestly think that Jesus really cares about what the score is of a football game? I mean, seriously. No, I mean, that, yeah, you have a point. You know, seriously, I think he he wants you to have fun. I think he wants you, but it goes back to what you said just a moment ago, Artie, uh, and that is, what is his will? You know, what's his will? Maybe it's to lose the football game. You ever thought about that? You might you might win. You might learn more by losing than by winning at that point.
5: Sometimes, so I've, I actually pitched that to a priest one time because I'm not a sports person. I don't care at all. Yeah. And, I, and it's kind of a cynical attitude where it's like, Hey, did you see who won the Olympics or the Super Bowl? I was like, I don't care at all. But a priest, a, a priest friend of ours to said, To somebody it did. He said, To somebody it did. And if you think of an infinite God who cares infinitely, then even the minuscule is not beyond his, uh, his awareness. And, and to some extent, everything has to be working in, unison or at least towards a harmony for it to work and it's like if you ever think about really inspiring sports stories it matters to someone and it's not necessarily for the purpose of the game but for some purpose that extends beyond it so for example it's kind of like um I was thinking about some inspirational stories I've heard recently. Right, I'm going to make you stop for just a second. I will stop and share All it right. after the break. <laughs> you can share it after
2: the break because i got to get it in. Don't forget about ICU protection. i got to call uh, Billy Mack. I've been talking to him about my house. And yesterday I got my end that I needed with my other. She said, I want to get a camera for the house, for the front and the back. And I said, well, we need to call Billy Mack then because we can get it with Billy Mack and guess what? She says, what? I said, he doesn't charge us for the cameras. All he charges us for is for the service. You pay for the service. You don't pay for the hardware. That is owned by you, okay? The hardware is owned by you. He absorbs that cost. You don't have to pay for it. You just pay for the service. Keep that in mind. Starts at about forty dollars a month. I've got to get him out to my house now. Probably won't do it this week. Too many things going on as far as uh, being Holy Week and the whole nine yards. But got I got to get him in here. Uh, get him in over to the house next week. We really would like to have a camera um, on part of our property just because it's so dark, and I don't want to pay an electrician to come in and put a light up out there. Uh, you call Billy Mack. He'll come out, visit with you. You can talk. He'll talk to you about door and window sensors, about indoor and outdoor cameras. He'll talk to you about doorbell cameras, motion detection, how they can use analytics to decide what it is that you're picking up. And it's giving you, a, hey, pay attention here on your phone, all right, whether it's a person, an animal, or a car. And you can do it commercial or for your home. That's Billy Mack. And ICU protection, call them. I'm going to. I'll tell you when I've started mine. 501-205-1333. And I got some really cool things to tell you about this week about Billy Mack as well. 501-205-1333. Pay for the service, not for the hardware. All right. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And, and we'll get into more, if we, have, if we want to, about religious discussions for this week, for the simple reason. It is Holy Week. Mm-hmm. This is a time when, look, I believe everybody, and that includes you who are listening right now, that sometime in your life, you, can, you consider things that are spiritual, because that's part of your makeup you know, you got your physical, you got your, you know, kind of mental type thing going on. And then you got your spiritual and uh, you're, you're going to consider those things. I don't believe there's anybody goes through their life, doesn't look up in the sky or look around and go, wow, who made this? I think there was a designer. Yeah, <laughs> I think there
4: was a designer.
2: I mean, the Bible says that pretty clear. <laughs> if you can look around and you can't figure out there's a God, you're kind of dumb is being nice about it but believe uh, the evolution you know that's it, it? yeah well that we we all know now unless you just want to take it as what it always has been which is not that it's a truth but it's a theory which means it's who knows it's how much truth is in there but that's what they it, that lays out as far as is science is concerned it's it's not a law by any stretch of the imagination I don't think there's any science yeah. in it. Yeah, if you want, I don't
4: think there's any science in it. I think I, it's just a lie for Marxists to try to kill religion. But if you look at it, I don't think there's any real science in it.
3: I think you're right. I think a lot of times it is is, is probably not even good enough to qualify as the a theory. It's more of a hoax in many cases. In some in some cases, it were they, some of these things are actual hoaxes.
2: Even Darwin verified. said that he had his, you know, exactly questions about the things that he had brought up. He thought it would be proved later. The science wasn't there to,
4: to, to back up any of his theory, but he was so confident in his theory. He
3: was setting
2: up that a He thought
4: he was setting it up where science would prove him to be right. So
2: maybe that was it. It, it should be taught as a hypothesis. Do you you think? just
5: teach both sides. I mean, it's just a theory. Yeah.
2: Right. You know, that's what I'm. Just teach I'm both with science. you. I'm with you on that. But everybody. Doesn't understand separation of church and state. It's not in the Constitution. Did you know that? That's not in the Constitution. That's in the Danbury Letter that was uh, written by Thomas Jefferson. That's I, I, all it was.
4: That's for sure. I learned something from Don Patton last week. We had Doctor Don Patton, the church, to go over thirty the seconds weaknesses of evolution. You do not have to prove religion. You just have to prove that it's wrong and the earth is the age that the Bible says it is. The true evidence of science says the earth is the age the Bible says it is. So we can teach in schools the two theories of the age of the earth. If one of them is right, it
2: backs up religion. All right. We got a break. We'll be back. We got more to talk about. Come on back with us after the news here on The Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Yeah, who knows what Putin's. We're talking real quickly here about what's going on in Ukraine. The only thing that I saw that uh, there's a couple well, there's two things that I saw that I thought were interesting. One was uh Johnson, the Premier of Britain going over to uh the Ukraine and walking down the streets with That's Zelensky. That's All crazy. right, I thought that was fantastic. That's now crazy. you know, look uh he looks at of course Churchill back during the Blitz World War II, and if you don't know what happened during the Blitz, where's your history, Uh, you need to learn some of it, and you need to go find out about Winston Churchill, the prime minister. And he was seen all the time out on the streets with the people while the Luftwaffe was dropping thousands of pounds of bombs on London. And uh, that's happened in other times now as well. We've seen it with Zelensky now. Uh, in Ukraine, and now other world leaders. Uh, By the way, uh, Saki said that the president uh, wasn't thinking about going to uh, walk in the streets of uh, Kiev. Uh, Now, is it Kiev or is it Kiev? What's the the proper pronunciation? The Ukrainian
5: pronunciation is um, Kiev. Kiev, I I think think our anglicized pronunciation is Kiev. Okay, so anyway, Kiev
2: then. I'll call it Kiev. Cause I got my flag up here. Now we've got the, the oh. flag up for the Ukraine and you know, I'm hoping for the best for them. Uh, but uh, Johnson was over walking the streets of Kiev with him yesterday and they've pushed that's the great. Russians all the way out of Kiev now. So that's uh that's fantastic. Uh, the Russians bit off maybe just a tad bit more than they can chew as the old saying goes. And they've got that, uh, that problem
3: so i wonder what happens
2: let's they'll say. be back what,
3: well what, i wonder what happens from here so if if russia will they regroup or, or, or will they come back or what if russia just leaves then what happens well this and is the
2: key and, and this was a discussion they had that i thought was kind of interesting there is a a day in the beginning of may uh, and i i didn't get the exact date all right where the russians feel during world war ii they felt they had defeated the Nazis. All right. And they, they celebrate that day. Mm-hmm. They think that perhaps what Putin will do is declare victory of what he wanted, and that's where he'll stop. But we'll see if that's the case. I personally think he wants a whole lot more, but perhaps he'll stop now, hoping that things that the pot that is bubbling at the very top you know, ready to boil over, perhaps he can allow it to uh, to Somewhere go down happened. a little bit and and then well, start something it. later. But the only problem with that is, you know, he's got to be, look, he's the same age I am. He's two, two months younger than I am. Mm. So I, I look at that and I go, okay, so if you're that age and uh, you're wanting to put the old czarist uh, Russia back together again, you only got, you got to figure X amount of days to do it in. I agree. So, do you stop or do you keep pushing forward? I think I, as long as the world looks at him and says, Oh, he's got nuclear weapons, you know, as long as they do that, it's all up for grabs at that point.
4: I couldn't agree with you more, Dave. I couldn't agree more. I hope that the people that are talking about you're right, that they'll say, well, Okay. You know, you hear that on all the radio shows that he's gonna declare that he accomplished what he wanted to do and stop. I think you've got you know, better luck getting struck more likely getting struck by lightning on a sunny day. I hope you're right, but he's trying to put you know, he's trying to put Mother Russia back together and uh and the Soviet Union back together and I, I don't think there's any chance that he accepts defeat, he is not a loser. He will not be buried as a loser. No,
2: he can be a loser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he I mean, is he, a loser, he is a loser as it mind. is. But the bottom yeah. line is, is that uh, he's going to push for what he wants to the nth degree. Uh, I, I think that that's. I think, right, I think that's yeah. true because I believe that the fall of the Soviet Union to him is like the Treaty of Versailles was to Hitler. I agree. That's just something that sticks in his throat. Bad, mm. bad. Who knows? It's
3: just. Uh, but then he also has his own people to deal with back in Russia, and and his own economy. That's, that's uh, he's already
2: dealing with and, that. He's lying to him. He can well, brainwash them. <laughs> I mean, hey. Well, but, but you can only, you
3: can them. only go so far with that, and, and if you run out of money, uh, then it, I don't know. I don't know what to think as far as that goes, because if, if because if, they're not going to
2: run out of money because they're already getting around all of the they've got, they've things got, that they put they're out. They're selling oil. Well, right? they're and selling it to. They're selling it to a lot of countries. India's buying oil from them. China buys oil from them. People who need cheap oil. You know what a ga- what a what well not a gallon, but what a uh, a barrel of oil is right now in in Russia. Russia oil twenty dollars. Oh wow! Well, I, I bet they could sell that. Think <laughs> the difference with that yeah. is the, yeah. that in the world market right now.
3: No, I think Big the world, difference. world market for oil is about hundred bucks right now. I think hundred and five. Hundred and five, right? Yeah. So if you can get it for twenty, it's pretty tempting.
4: But I think what this highlights and what's killing the Democrats so much is Donald Trump predicted all of this. And he told everybody.
2: Hey, Romney predicted it to Obama. Remember, I just got a phone call from the 80s. Nobody remembers that when Romney said, better watch out about Russia. And uh, Obama just poo-pooed that and laughed at him. And so did the national media hmm not laughing so much right now
4: exactly you know? right. if Mitt romney he? was right about something
2: you better yeah you better be paying attention be pay- <laughs> 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 I, i'm with you on that i'm with you on that but well, yeah i mean it's obvious at that point nobody have you have you noticed that tim Marty, paul have you noticed that nobody asked obama what he thinks about what Mitt romney said to him in that debate anymore hmm. They don't ask that question because he don't have an answer right now. I'll tell you what the problem is: the Democrats are in trouble because you
4: know they they went their Green New Deal and uh, and uh, was trying to force something that wasn't economically feasible. And and
2: Elon uh, Musk told them that. And uh,
4: <laughs> any time that you have the federal government pushing something into basically an ecosystem that's not ready to support itself in the ecosystem, but we're going to take boatloads of taxpayers money and prop it up in the ecosystem. And it's all going to be hunky dory. You know,
3: I mean, e- any,
4: I mean, anybody what, that believes that is crazy. And when you base it on just this kind of
3: junk science idea that, that, that we're destroying the planet with too much CO2 and, and I'm, I'm sorry. We, we've got people that are just not smart enough to be in, in these positions to, to to know what is even science and what is even. I sensible. mean, go ahead and create
2: a lot of CO2. I want tomatoes that are, you know, well, uh, ten, 10 foot around.
3: No, but but it's it's just we we've got people that are that are not smart enough to figure out boys from girls, and these are the people people are telling us how to build cars and flush toilets.
4: You know, I was thinking this weekend, it's crazy how you get absent or abstract thoughts. And I was thinking, you know what? There really hasn't been a belly button debate yet. You know, there's two kinds of belly buttons. Innies and uh, outies. Yeah, there's two of them. And it's like, you know, it's fairly obvious which one is which. But, you know, there hadn't been a debate about that yet. Because, <laughs> you know, you can't have a sex change. What? Or a belly button change operation, but you know, It could. You, but... you still started out one way or the other.
2: Typically, but I'm thinking they'll you know, figure out some way. Are these people of explaining crazy it? Well. No matter yes. how crazy, yes, it yes they're is. crazy. It's,
3: it's, uh, yes, they, they are
4: crazy.
2: The same Even people. if you're a Supreme Court justice, you can't explain yeah, what Supreme a woman Court is.
4: what's a woman?
2: And if they and can't you're, make that, decision. and
3: you're one. <laughs> I'm not a biologist. How about your mother? Did you, did Is, you, get a do you know if your a, mother's
2: a woman or not? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's a woman. Did you get a, Did you get as big of a laugh out of that as I got out of to hear a Supreme Court nominee saying, "Well, I can't answer that question because I'm not a biologist." I
5: didn't laugh at it because I knew she was going to get confirmed, and I just thought, "What a What a world we live in!" Right yeah, oh, I I don't
2: disagree. Sure. I, I, I
5: actually the thing that shocked me most was there was a part of me that just thought. And the Republicans aren't going to vote for her. And then like, they did. What was it? I think five or six Republicans. Oh, for her confirmation, yeah, three her confirmation Collins, Mikurski, uh, Murkowski, Murkowski, and Romney. And Romney voted
2: for yes. Yeah, Romney. Did. Oh, wow. I think he was the deciding vote. It wouldn't end. have mattered because even if it was evenly split, yeah, it would still who's be the, got the, the deciding me. vote? The right. Democrats. It's in the vice president. If it's 50-50, the vice president throws a deciding vote, and I can tell you the way she's going to vote. You know, I know what it takes to kick somebody out of the state party, but I
4: haven't really looked at what it would take to kick somebody out federal, of the federal, <laughs> at, on, a fed, on a federal platform of parties. No. But I think it's time more for me votes to get than the, the book out. I think it's time to get the book out. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the ultimate way. That's but, the
2: way I look at it. But, you want to get rid of somebody? then vote them out get Um, them out of
3: there that's true we Um, that that's kind of surprising for romney but i don't know i guess
4: romney's kind of all over the place anyway that's about people that were surprised surprised about our governor it's like uh where have you been been the same for a long time hey where did obamacare come from who's i mean who come up with a socialist program that obamacare was based oh, off of. that started
2: back in romney after, care yes. no it started after world war ii it started with the democratic party who wanted you know government health insurance all the way back in all those years ago well right. i'm, we, I'm we've, glad they finally had, got it we've
3: <laughs> had medicare and medicaid for a long time and, it, and that those were socialist medical
2: programs those, as well. but those were 60s i'm taking you all the way back to the 40s mm, yeah All right, that they were fighting for it. Uh, I mean, uh, what's his name, Uh, Truman? He said that he wanted nationalized health insurance because who had it before us? You know, the British. UK, that's right.
4: It's sad that it seems like the evolutionists, the Democrats, the people that push this Marxist agenda about government being the answer and the government being God, they have a more long-term plan than Christians and Republicans, and they work a whole lot harder at it with a longer-term oh, well, plan. It is really a sad commentary to think that we gave them the school systems and, and, and we you, give them so much of the legal and systems, so, and, and they outwork us.
3: Well, and so many otherwise decent people have been sending their children to these these socialist training camps by the by the left why would good moral people send their children to be
2: educated because they don't know what's going on and, and, and they're just it's aunt sally that's teaching them i'm just saying you don't think that your next door neighbor would be doing that to your own well, your children well, right, time to a break. right gotta get a break gotta get a break let's talk about uh, david lucas financial i've been talking to you a long time about david i've known david now going on 20 years and uh, he used to be part of my power panel at one time he used to fill in for the show he don't have time to do that anymore he's helping you forward all of the decisions that you got to make about your retirement right now he's uh, got all things set up so that you can learn about buying silver and gold a lot of people understanding having precious metals can you know bolster uh, what's going on with that IRA, the 401k hard earned savings going to come out today. It looks like say that uh, in the rate of inflation is about 7.9% the way they figure it out. Now, if they figured it out the same way as they did with Carter, it'd be around 14 and a half percent. We're starting, we're we're right back with, with Jimmy again, I'm telling you. And stagflation's just around the corner. So keep in mind that If you want to know about silver and gold, you can call 501-222-3315. And David Lucas's folks will teach you how to buy it. Uh, They work with one of only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. They get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. And if you want to learn more about buying, because you need to learn. It's not like buying a stock or a bond. It's buying a precious metal 501-222-3315 Five zero one two 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 thirty three fifteen. that's five zero one two 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 thirty three fifteen. investment advisory services offered through david lucas financial and arkansas registered investment advisor all right we put out uh, a, a text message we have gotten an answer mr cox is with us from family life council how you doing this morning i'm doing well dave this is david cox with
1: family council how are you doing
2: i'm doing fantastic look we were talking i had jerry on last week
6: and we mm-hmm. talked
2: about the uh, uh what's the amendment, the, uh, amendment that's, that's going to be in, in uh, november that people can vote on about religious liberty and uh, rd and paul had a couple of questions for you you ready Certainly, far okay. away. Go ahead. You're up. You're up. No, I'm going to. I'm going to put R D on. Okay. He's the one that brought it up. He gets to ask the question first. Go ahead. Yeah, we were we were looking at this, and uh,
4: it said, "Let's see the government." Let's see here. Let me try to find it. I just opened it back up when they said you called in, but it says that the government cannot do cannot take people's religious freedom away. From them unless it's in compelling interest of of government or basically the person's best interest and then it cites a couple of court cases to mm-hmm. strike the balance between the government's interest and, and an individual's freedom so mm-hmm. uh, we were trying to you know it seems vague and and unclear to cite the court cases it's not uh, specific enough, you know, to own first reading. I just read it this morning, so I thought maybe you could answer why they're, they're citing these two
2: court cases. Now, what's so important mm-hmm. about the two court cases that are cited in the law?
1: Well, in, in a nutshell, and forgive me, I don't have the, the court cases sitting right in front of me, um, but basically what's happened over, over the decades and over the years is courts have developed a, a way Of balancing what's called a compelling government interest against a person's liberty or or religious liberty in this case and and a good example of a compelling government interest would be like child welfare you know you, you can't abuse children in the name of your religious freedom the government won't let you do that and so there's a balancing test that gets used Courts have um, have outlined how this test works in some of these previous court cases, especially, I believe, Supreme Court cases. Unfortunately, the way the government assesses religious liberty has has, uh, I would say, eroded a, a bit over the years, especially since the 1980s. And so, part of the the logic behind citing some specific case law with this Religious Freedom Amendment is to say, look, we're going to go back to balancing religious freedom the way we did historically against a compelling government interest. And, and that helps protect religious freedom, but it also uh, addresses these situations, these questions that come up where people say, well, what about, you know, if you have child welfare issues or what about, um, you know, polygamy as an example. Some people will throw around when they're, they're talking about hypotheticals. So that's, that's the idea behind citing some specific case law we're trying to put the balancing test back the way it was uh, prior to, especially about about 1981 or so, the 1980s, 1990s.
3: Okay. And Paul? This is Paul Calvert here, Mr. Cox. Um, so hey, if I'm reading this correctly, there in Section 4, um, where it talks about exceptions uh, provided uh, in Section B of this section, government shall not burden a person's freedom of religion, um, even if the burden results from a rule of general applicability. Then it goes on to say, and refers to the act, then it talks about the actual section B that it would referred to earlier. Government may burden a person's freedom of religion only if the government demonstrates that ap- application of the burden to the person is in furtherance of a compelling governmental interest and is the least restrictive means of furthering that compelling government interest. Is, is this what we sometimes refer to as strict scrutiny? Is that what's being, um, articulated here?
5: You know, Paul, that
1: would be a question for an attorney. I, I know. Um, and I'm, unfortunately I'm not, uh, I, I understand uh, strict scrutiny is a, it's a standard in uh, judicial review in, in uh, jurisprudence and whatnot. Um, so I, I couldn't tell you offhand if that is legally strict scrutiny. I believe you're correct, but I'd have to defer to the attorneys on that I do know this is a very high standard when it comes to uh, balancing a a compelling government interest and a a rule, what they call a rule of general applicability, uh, against a person's religious liberty. It sets a a really good standard in the law. And and as I said before, it's a standard that is more, more in line with what courts historically used prior to the 1980s, 1990s.
2: All right. Let's hold. And can you hold into the next segment real quickly for us? Certainly. All right. You stay right where you're at. We'll be back in just a moment. We got Bill O'Reilly coming your way here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. All right. In just a moment, we should be hearing from uh, uh, Robert Steinbach. I've asked him to call and just talk about what is strict scrutiny. Explain that to us so that we can all take it into to under consideration. All right. Don't forget about PI roofing. P.I. Roofing is ready to help you out and uh, to do what is necessary to keep your roof in great shape. Uh, You know, they're they're finishing up on my my roof's all done. But there's uh, another check that's supposed to come, and I haven't heard from my uh, insurance company. And uh, P.I. Roofing now has uh, contacted them, and they're getting it all taken care of. I don't have to deal with it. They're dealing with it, and uh, by by, I would hope this week we'll have it all taken care of and it will be completely finished. Uh, that's why I like PI Roofing. They take care of all the hassles uh, that uh, come up when you're doing things with other businesses. So just keep this in mind. When you need a roof, go with the best. The best is PI Roofing. 501-707-3551. Five zero one seven zero seven thirty five fifty one 501 707 and on the Internet at PIRoofing.com. Joining us uh, in our conversation now is Robert Steinbach. And, by the way, good first show on Sunday there, Robert. So you tell, tell me about strict scrutiny. What does strict scrutiny mean? Do we have him? Okay. Well...
4: I tell you, David, I appreciate you calling in today. We appreciate what uh, your group and your team over there does. But DHS is totally out of control. DHS is a government organization that has the right to make decisions and take people. We we don't want to go there. I'm I'm
2: looking at what this is about religious uh, freedom. It's not about DHS. DHS has got a whole lot of areas to be cleaned up. No doubt about that. Alan Clark has tried to do some of that. But I think that strict scrutiny in that situation is different than what we're looking at here in this piece of legislation. It's going to be on the ballot come November. Are you there now with us, Robert? You you there with us? I,
6: I'm here. Can you
2: hear me now? I hear you. you. I hear you now. Okay.
6: Great. So Great. L- l- go ahead. Yeah. So strict scrutiny means that when a court evaluates something that the legislature or another governmental entity has done relative to the public, the courts must look at it most with most concern. <clears throat> In contrast, take a law that involves, say, parking, and somebody says, well, you know, that parking law <clears throat> affects my group differently than it affects another group. And the courts say, well, it doesn't really matter, just as long as it, that law makes some sense, just as long as it's arguably, quote, rational, end quote, that's good enough. And so that but would be the lowest standard. Regarding a fundamental right like religion, and someone says, hey, this law affects me and my religion. By the way, take a look at Masterson's article this uh, yesterday regarding the religious exercise, my religious exercise, at the law school and you'll have a good example if you say this rule or law affects jews or christians or believers versus non-believers differently the courts must pay much more attention to that and unless there's a really really good reason the courts are supposed to say that law that rule no good
2: okay all right so go ahead Okay, well,
4: I'm going to let Paul read this and ask if that's where this comes from, because we're making an assumption. There's some wording in here that says on this particular bill that, Robert, I wish you had in front of you that we're so, talking about, but let's let Paul read this wording and see if that's where that comes from. Okay,
3: so, Robert, here, here's, here's kind of the what, what I'm seeing. Is, so it says, government may burden a person's freedom of religion only if the government demonstrates that application of the burden to the person one is in furtherance of a compelling government interest and is the least restrictive means of furthering that compelling governmental interest. Is is that yeah. is that is this. Basically okay, he was out
6: answer you. Go, ahead,
2: Go ahead, Robert.
6: Yeah, that's that's literally the test for strict scrutiny. So what the what that law is trying to do, uh, I think that's the constitutional amendment they were right. talking that's about. Correct. But I'm not sure. Right. Right? Yes. Right. Uh, what that's trying to do is to say that any attempts by Arkansas, the Arkansas legislature, or perhaps more importantly, Jeez. any Arkansas governmental entity, again, look at Masterson's article from yesterday, um, to interfere with your religion must be viewed uh, with the most suspicion, because there can be some interference, according to at least current interpretations of the U.S., and Arkansas constitutions, but they must be the most limited. And this is the most intensive evaluation of those laws to say that anything that goes outside those bounds, no good.
2: Okay. all right. So so we've got David Cox on from Family Life Council. So it sounds like to me the people who drew this up, and I'm sure you all played a part in this, uh, David, the Family Life Council, what you've tried to do is, as much as is possibly feasible, you guys have tried to draw a fence around the uh, the government, so to speak.
1: That's absolutely right, and you know these these uh, religious freedom measures have uh, we we've, we've seen them pass in multiple states. Um, you know, obviously, most states have some sort of religious freedom protections historically in their constitutions, and then. Other measures have passed at the state level over the last 30, 40 years, and so th- this measure draws very much from what's been done in other states and in Arkansas since 2015. You know, it's very similar to a, a religious freedom a- amendment that Alabama passed a number of years ago. So, you know, this is this is part of uh, what, what I would call the you could call the evolution of religious freedom protections. Is you look at what works in other states, what other states have done. And you, you try to take the best elements of that and write it into whatever you're going to do.
2: All right. That sounds that that's sounds good. like a, a good thing. that What you're trying to do. I think Alabama's was passed in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I I believe that's correct. You know they've they've had theirs for a number of years, and you know it's worked well down there.
2: Yeah. It it has. I've I've never heard them being up uh, in the Supreme Court with it. It always gets shot down before it, before it gets there. So it must mm-hmm. have some some really strong language to keep that from happening. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you, David. I I got a text from your dad saying that he was out in California dealing with some stuff mm-hmm. and that he had uh, he's putting you in control. So, <laughs> yeah, you you were the man today.
1: Hey, I'm I'm happy to
2: help. Okay. Well, Thank we you. appreciate Robert. You stay with us, all right? I have one more okay. question so, for Robert. Okay. Please. Let's let's get that question. Here's here's the thing that we all have to understand. There is no perfect law. You can try to make it as perfect as you possibly can, but that doesn't mean that somebody may not go off on some uh, wild hair kind of thought process and and rule against something or that a uh, someone like uh you know uh, one of the Supreme Court justices not supposed to rewrite a law but did so with Obamacare. He sure did that. Do that. That was the 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 chief up there. He did. He did that. That was illegal,
6: but he did it. Didn't matter. Well, he did. Take for example, it. Dave. Take for example the situation that I just referred to. As you you and your audience know, I tried to take off for the Jewish holidays. The administration at the law school uh, said that, notwithstanding twenty years of precedent, I couldn't have a federal judge cover my class. I went to a special panel, two-thirds of which picked by the administration. The panel said, the rule allows exactly what you said. This is about uh, religious uh, um, discrimination slash observance. And fast forward to today. Uh, Last week, a committee on the heels of my winning that determination said, oh, well, let's do away with the rule if Steinbach won. Let's do away with the rule. And now that's going before the faculty as a whole today. Um, And so the question is, when I take this to court, oh, and I'll take it to court, how is this going to be evaluated? Is the court going to say, this is about his uh, religion, and this subsequent act clearly looks like retaliation, and we will look at that with the strictest of scrutiny? That's the purpose of laws like this, to say to governmental actors, often a bunch of bureaucrats who have no sort of respect for individuals' religious observance, hey, religion matters. It's guaranteed in our Constitution.
4: Hey, hey Robert, could I ask you a quick question? Of uh, course. When the law enforcement wants to come into our house – you know, we want them to have strict scrutiny. They have to go before a judge before they come into our house. Now, yes, th- there they are there house, are
6: have to get a warrant.
4: Exactly. Now, there are government entities in this state, like the DHS, that can take people's children away from them without going before the judge. How do you look at a law and say the strict scrutiny needs to become before they take our rights away from us? Instead of after, like a red flag law, what's the difference in these two laws and how they're applied?
6: Well, that's a good question. I mean, you always have to get into court to get any test applied. So if you have a rule that says DHS can do something that you believe to be in violation of the Constitution, you can seek to have that rule, that permission that they have to come in your house taken away. Also, of course, the legislature can simply rewrite those laws to say, wait a second, DHS, you want to take away kids, you got to go through this emergency procedure first.
2: Good, good. With the, thank you. All right, last question,
3: Paul. <laughs> okay. okay, so I've got, so I, I'm asking, so, so Robert, how is, why is this amendment needed? Has there been a problem with the U.S. courts not respecting freedom of religion? Is is that a is that,
2: that strict scrutiny has not been applied? He just gave you an example that well, he's no, going through right now.
6: I gave him gave my example. It hasn't been litigated yet. But, oh, it will be. But uh, Paul's question is right on point. Uh, but here, for example, the attorney actually that works for the university here in Little Rock used to work for DHS. He went to, uh, all the way to the Supreme Court arguing uh, that uh, a prisoner who wanted a quarter of an inch beard couldn't have a quarter of an inch beard uh, because he might be hiding knives in it. In a quarter of an inch beard. And the Supreme Court rejected that. So the Supreme Court, using the existing test, came out the right way. But if these government bureaucrats (laughs) continue to take those cases all the way to the Supreme Court, it says one thing. At least the bureaucrats think there is a lack of clarity in the law. (laughs) And I passed a number of laws while working with legislators over the last 10 years already not making new law telling bureaucrats when That's this law all. says that here's what it means so stop wasting citizens time dragging them into court
2: now yeah, let's take a real quick example like what's happening in the Pulaski uh county courthouses where a, a local official who is the uh, lawyer for the county says oh that, That doesn't mean that you can carry a gun if you're a person that's supposed to be able to carry a gun. It's what I say it is.
6: That's exactly right. I'm litigating that case. It says officers of the court are entitled to carry guns into the to the courthouse, and yet they said, "Well, officers of a court means police officers." Wait a second. There's one word term that says police officers. There's an entirely different term that says officers in the court of the court. And you go and look at any case law. You look at any uh, uh, sort of dictionary. Everybody who's watched Perry. May-
2: Yep. We just lost.
3: I think his point was going to be that attorneys are officers of the court. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, I mean, right. that was his point.
2: With that in mind, we got to get a break in. Let's do that. We appreciate uh, Robert being on. He'll probably yep. call back, and we can tell him that when he rejoins us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. They know all the laws here in the state, private towing, public towing, uh, about uh, – you know, what do you do if you break down on the side of the road and you're, you know, pulling your boat with you? What happens to the boat? That's all part of East End Towing. Call the people who are in the know. No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it. They've got all the answers. 501-888-8849. That number, once again, put it in your phone. 501-888-8849. All right, back with you here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Robert, I, I asked you to come back. You, you cut out on us, and I wanted to say You're thanks for being with us because you really helped us with the whole thing about strict scrutiny and explaining it. But people have to understand that that's what courts are about, to be able to, to argue these, I don't know, minute points that have huge repercussions at times.
6: Well, that's exactly right, Dave, and I'll tell you a very short, funny uh, anecdote, which is, <clears throat> there was a, another article in the paper today about my race for District 73, and it, it interviews me, and it interviews my opponent. My opponent didn't answer any of the questions, I answered all of the questions, and then he took issue that I represent Arkansans for free. To be clear, not that I represent Arkansans, <laughs> that I do it for free. Why? Because he's part of the crony big business establishment that doesn't like when the little guy actually is on equal footing with the, the bureau hacks and the big business and the people who are ride around on yachts. So this is what I do, Dave. I come on your show. Uh, You remember up in Jonesboro, I represented two teachers who were being attacked simply for expressing their free speech. We won that case. And now we're suing the people who defamed those two God fearing Americans um, uh, in court. This is what I do. And this is what I will do for the people of Arkansas when I'm elected to District 73.
2: All right. I appreciate you being on with us today because it's like I said. Yeah, uh, it's fought out in the courts, and you got to hope that everybody plays by the rules. But not everybody does. I mean, even the chief justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, doesn't play by right. the rules that's, at times. And that's,
3: and that's part of the problem. Is it's it, it's so expensive, it's so burdensome to to deal with this. A lot of times, people just let themselves get their rights violated, and they just pay the fine or they or whatever it might be, and then just go on about their business because. Who has time to fight um, the government on every turn?
4: And you're right.
6: Exactly correct.
4: I appreciate you calling in because I have never seen. God bless.
6: All right. We'll talk to you
4: later. I have never seen a a bill come from the state to go on a ballot that wasn't about bigger government, higher taxes, and taking our freedom away from us. But you just saw one. I just saw the first (laughs) one. I will admit it. You can't blame me for being skeptical. Yeah, um, you should.
2: Everybody uh, should be skeptical. But I have
4: never seen it. Now, it took someone from family council and Robert to say this is the best language we can get. But this, like I said, I will admit that, that this is the first one or this may be the first one with these guys backing it up. But we need this due process that they're talking about before they take our rights away from us and not the due process after. So this may be improving due process and, and, and so, I appreciate but that. Part but of what, we need it before. Part of what
3: I agree, we do need it before in a lot of cases, but part of what we need is we actually need we need um accountability after the fact also because if we have solid, reliable accountability after the fact, then these guys won't try it in the first place. If they know they're going to be arrested for violating your rights, or they're going to be sued obli- uh, to oblivion for violating your rights, they might think twice about violating your rights. But right now, government officials have so much immunity from accountability, and a lot of times the prosecutors won't prosecute them for violating your rights. And so, it's really hard to to obtain accountability for these people who violate your rights. And it's and maybe this will help some. Hopefully, it will. I hope but it we does. still have to rely on the courts to actually uphold the thing because sometimes the court say courts will just say we don't have to follow this well, rule. I, we don't like it.
2: Yeah. You know, here's the key. All right, you got to do it this way because I don't know of any other better way of of doing it. All right, it is what it, it is because even if you do one, you may do it exactly the way it needs to be done. But as, as Paul just said, and as uh, we were talking to Robert, there are some uh, lawyers that, uh, you know, their goal and their clients are the government. And they might just tell you, you know, go pound sand. And if the, if the courts don't stand up for you, then because we live in a fallen world. Sometimes you just get, you just, get screwed. Uh, th- sometimes <laughs> that's, that's just the way the, it that's, is. That's just the way it is. Hate to say it uh, that and, way, and but it is. It is what it
3: is. And there's one other stop for that is that, and that's the legislature to start impeaching judges. And that's an uphill battle trying to get legislators on board with the idea of impeaching judges who, who violate our rights. All right. You
2: know, go ahead quickly real quick
4: i looked up the red flag laws in florida they've been enacted 2800 times in one year and it was upheld 97 of the time
2: all right with, good. with that said let me turn it right back to uh tim Lim, and we got about a minute here tim what's going on in your world of comics you're fighting you're fighting freedom from a totally different
5: area Nothing much. I mean, we just concluded our Kickstarter campaign in the tune of six figures. Second time we've done it. So good job. Yeah, in the last two and a half years, we've been making some headway in that realm, and we have some pretty exciting news that we'll tell people in the future. So just stay tuned.
2: Okay, so you'll come and talk about it here, right?
5: Oh yeah. yeah okay. We'll talk about it.
2: Well, is Mark going to come with you when that happens? He might. All right. That'd be cool. I appreciate you coming in today. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank no you problem. very much. He got
5: quiet there at the end. He was there the whole time. I was listening to y'all talk about. Uh, bills he was and learning stuff like too. That. I like it when when Robert Steinbuck talks because he's very good at um, a lot of the jurisprudence stuff. I so agree. I yes. always imp- I always appreciate it. That's why I have hard. him on the show. Yes, Mark, sir.
2: Because he talks about things that, man, I can get lost in and never know what I'm really believing. All right. To Tim Lim, to uh, R.D. Hopper, to Paul Calvert, thank you guys for yes, coming sir. in. Have a great uh, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday coming up. And I will see you again next Monday here on The Dave Ellswick Show.